Broadcasting from London, Ontario, Canada to the rest of the world, it's Ask the Top. Thank you very much for tuning into the latest episode of Ask the Top. As always, I greatly appreciate your ongoing support, and it means a lot to me that you press that play button on a bi-weekly basis, and also that you share this show all over social media. And speaking of which, I'm easy to find on social media. If you want to follow me, Ask the Top is my Facebook fan page, at Chris Toplak on Twitter, at Chris Toplak on Instagram, and Google Plus as well. For new episodes, YouTube. Subscribe to me on there, Chris Toplak, christhoplak.com, twm.news, and thereactionroom.com have been two outstanding partners since day one-ish. We have a lot to cover on this edition of the program. No craft beer today, just some refreshing H2O. On this edition of the program, Daniel Bryan's illustrious return. Couldn't be happier for him. The fabulous Moolah controversy, we'll dive into that. Main roster call-ups after WrestleMania, two-hour episodes of Raw, the New Day breaking apart, and the WWE's relationship with independent promotions. Industry news and rumors. Yes, yes, yes. It was announced on Tuesday that Daniel Bryan was formally cleared by WWE doctors to make a full return to in-ring action. To his credit... The leader of the Yes Movement never gave up on his dream of returning to the squared circle, even when his chances seemed grim. On many occasions, they were very grim. In a tweet, he had the following to say, Saying goodbye to the ring was one of the hardest moments of my life, but thanks to the amazing people supporting me, I was able to keep fighting for my dream. This moment feels surreal, and I'm glad to be able to talk to you all at the beginning of SmackDown Live tonight. We'll get to that momentarily in terms of SmackDown and his opening promo. I couldn't be any happier for Daniel Bryan, as wrestling was his first love, and the passion he shares for the industry is second to none. Mark Henry will be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame class of 2018. It's hard to believe that he's actually been in the WWE for over 20 years. He was signed in 1996, to be exact. So the world's strongest man takes his place in the land of the immortals in the Hall of Fame. Quite the class this year for 2018. And now I was thinking perhaps he'll wear his salmon jacket to go into the Hall of Pain. But in a recent interview I just read about 15 minutes ago, doesn't look like that's going to happen. It's unlikely, but he could be swerving us for all that we know. Speaking of swerving, well, this is actually a nervous moment for me. I've mentioned on numerous occasions that AJ Styles is my favorite wrestler in the industry today. And his status for WrestleMania has been up in the air, according to different rumblings and rumors amongst uh, journalists in the industry. They're saying that he's nursing some injuries that are not disclosed. And Triple H actually had to comment on his status. AJ is working diligently on rehabbing his injuries and getting himself in tip-top shape for WrestleMania. This was in an interview he said all this. We are trying to help him with that process of getting the best care and the best rehab and everything else possible. And you know we're hoping for the best. He actually added right now, he says he's feeling a lot better and that We'll be ready to go. And obviously, we'll get him to doctors to make sure he is ready to go and get him medical clearance if that's possible. But he's working very hard at it. So we're hoping for 
the best. My heart will sink if we do not witness an instant classic between Nakamura and AJ Styles. But, I mean, the contingency plan has got to be Daniel Bryan. You never know. Imagine Daniel Bryan versus Nakamura at WrestleMania. As much as I would miss AJ Styles, that's not a bad backup plan. It's official. WrestleMania 35 will be taking place in New Jersey's MetLife Stadium on Sunday, April 7, 2019. They were there for WrestleMania 28. And here they are again. Some of the other activities will include the four-day WrestleMania access, which is a lot of fun, the 2019 WWE Hall of Fame induction ceremony, NXT TakeOver, and also Monday Night Raw and SmackDown Live. Details regarding ticket information will be released soon. If you want to follow me on social media, if you haven't already, uh, I'll certainly keep you posted. The second I hear something, I will tweet it out or post it on my Facebook fan page. And depending on how reasonable the pricing is, I've strongly considered attending. I'm just nervous that it's going to cost like thousands of dollars. And you could go on like a week-long trip basically anywhere for that. But at the same time, it's like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for many, including myself, who has been a longtime wrestling fan. In fact, I took my first steps in the world to wrestling and haven't stopped loving it since. So I do want to attend a WrestleMania at least once to say that I did. Cross it off the bucket list. This could be it. You never know. You spoke up and Snickers listened, not because you were hungry. Due to backlash online, Fabulous Moolah had her name removed from the WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal. Now, this stems from numerous allegations of Moolah exploiting women, ignoring injuries from them specifically as she was booking them, and also skimming their pay, all massive no-nos. I mean, it's all very dirty tactics there. And these allegations have existed for over two decades with several females actually coming forward to reveal the details. So it caught me by surprise the fact that many did not know of this history until recently. But again, that's what happens when news like this gets into the mainstream. So Snickers caught wind of the negative publicity and requested that the WWE remove her name. They actually released the following in a press statement. We were recently made aware of the WWE's uh, decision to honor a former wrestler during the upcoming WrestleMania 34 event as a principal-based business that has long championed uh, creating inclusive environments that encourage and empower everyone to reach their full potential. This is unacceptable. We are engaging with the WWE to express our disappointment. And in fact, not too long after that, Stephanie McMahon had the following to say, thank you, WWE Universe, for using your voice. What remains most important is that the WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal will be a historic match and is part of WWE's unwavering commitment to our women's division. You'll notice that Mula's name was removed from that when she actually tweeted that out. So, whether they were aware of these allegations or not, to remove Mula's name from the Battle Royal was the right decision. Now, if you want to learn more about these allegations, I implore you to read up on Mad Maxine's interview with Slam Wrestling, along with an article in the Columbia Free Times about Sweet Georgia Brown. Uh, Sandy Parker is also a name that you should look up too, as she shed uh, some insight into working under Mula. Now, some have actually come to her defense, but... Again, there's a lot of allegations out there. And in the near future, as a bit of an FYI, I'm actually going to be dedicating entire episodes on topics such as the one we just discussed. And I feel as though it's going to be very engaging content. I've worked on several audio documentaries in my life, and they were well-received. Love to get back into that. I feel that it's an excellent way to tell a story based on facts available to us 
and for you to really formulate your own opinion, right? Your own objective opinion. And I like that. You're not going to have me clouding your judgment along the way or adding in my commentary, my two cents. By the end of the episode, I might share my opinion, but that's the entire episode that we're telling a factual story. Again, that's what I like about audio documentaries. So that's something I'm going to be working on in the near future. Hopefully, you will support it and tune in. Highlights from the week. How about that Brock Lesnar beatdown on Roman Reigns? Roman Reigns entered the arena. Kurt Angle had Marshalls handcuff him. I don't know why it was U.S. Marshalls. Expecting uh, Tommy Lee Jones to show up. Chasing Wesley Snipes. Yeah, I know. I'm going for some bad references here. And with that in mind, Brock Lesnar said, hey, let's take advantage of the situation. I mean, literally, he has no hands to fight back with. So he came out, beat him down on multiple occasions, even came back and knocked him off the gurney. So, uh, or the stretcher, I should say. The gurney, whoa, going into surgery there, or perhaps more. So, and that's where Brock Lesnar wants to take him at WrestleMania. But yeah, it was quite the beatdown. And it was just utterly vicious. And if you actually saw some photos after, Roman's wrists, forums did not look like they were in good shape and so close to wrestlemania that seems like a high risk move for the wwe to actually take advantage of there how about ronda rousey's video package i would say and i've i've been watching the ufc for quite some time too and i followed her career even since strike force i think that was probably arguably the most well-produced ronda rousey video to date got me excited for what she's going to be um really producing in the ring over the next couple of years if she's around that long How about Ultimate Deletion? Yes, it was campy, but incredibly entertaining. And I'm still blown away, shocked, surprised, dismayed at the fact that the WWE actually allowed this on their television, especially during the last hour of Raw. Very important one. How about Daniel Bryan's speech from SmackDown, the feel-good moment of the year? Yes, it is March 22nd, but it's probably going to stand as the feel-good moment of the year. And if you feel even half as passionate as Brian feels about pro wrestling and his wife, Bree, you should consider yourself extremely fortunate. Beyond that, I love that segment between Daniel Bryan, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn. Daniel Bryan was basically saying, listen, I stuck up for you two, and you messed up, and you messed up bad, and now I'm going to have to fire you for it. As you can imagine, those two did not take the news so well. So they proceeded to beat him down. But Daniel Bryan made a comeback. And when he was landing those vicious corner drop kicks, you could literally see the excitement radiating from his body. It was amazing. Drew Gulak versus Mustafa Ali from 205 Live was an incredibly exciting match. And if given the proper amount of time, Mustafa Ali and Cedric Alexander can put on an amazing performance at WrestleMania 34. So let's hope that they give them the proper amount of time. I'm sure they will be on the pre-show, but you'll want to tune into that one. And you'll want to probably re-watch it because it will go by so quickly. Uh, I actually threw a poll out there to the Ask the Top audience. This was on Facebook and Twitter and Google+. I asked wrestling fans, what was their all-time favorite wrestling theme song? I received nearly 40 responses, and here were the top selections. It was Evolution, Line in the Sand by Motorhead, uh, Hulk Hogan, Real American, Bret Hart, Hitman, Triple H, My Time. I was very surprised, actually, to see that Stone Cold was only mentioned about once over the near 40 responses. So if you did not respond to that poll, you can let me know all over social media. I want to know what is your all-time favorite wrestling theme. I'm going to ask those questions on a more frequent basis. Let's get to your questions. Mike Leochi, a big fan of the program via Facebook. 
WWE says they dropped Moolah's name from the Battle Royal by listening to fans when we all know it happened by huge backlash from fans and Snickers not being happy. My question is, how big of an impact would have it been had WWE lost Snickers as a sponsor? My theory is other sponsors follow suit and it has costly impact on the WWE. To lose a presenting sponsor would have been a massive loss for the WWE. I mean, with just over two weeks to replace Snickers, it would be a bit of a mass panic. Mars Incorporated, just as an FYI, who owns Snickers, is a $35 billion company. So to locate another company that size to sponsor WrestleMania would be next to impossible to accomplish in just over two weeks. Now, having been involved in media, PR, and marketing for years, I I can definitely agree with the notion of other sponsors dropping off. Bad PR tends to have a domino effect. So Snickers drops off, and then their other sponsors say, you know what, if they're gone, we got to go too, or else then it's saying that we're supporting having Moolah's name there, we're supporting all these allegations, et cetera, et cetera. So it's basically just PR there. And... The WWE was extremely wise to act quickly to rectify the issue, as the backlash was only going to start to grow stronger. So had they left it for another week, it would have been much, much worse. So it was actually very wise that they acted on it as quickly as they did. Edgy McEdgerlord uh, via Google+. Plus. This is the WWE Universe page there. Uh, who will be called up after Mania? Ooh, so here's some names that immediately jump out at me as the most likely to make the jump. Drew McIntyre. Returning from injury, but still physically in his prime, he proved during his NXT run that he's fully ready for the main roster again. The Authors of Pain, there's literally nothing for them left to accomplish in NXT. If Almas loses his NXT championship at NXT TakeOver New Orleans, he's almost certainly jumping up. Given his dynamic with Selena Vega, it could be exactly what Raw or SmackDown needs. If Ember Moon loses her NXT championship, I think a move up to SmackDown or Raw seems very likely. Now, while I don't see this being likely, how about Billy Kay and Peyton Royce, the iconic duo? They have been on the sidelines for months, and they could be primed to take over either Raw or SmackDown. Johnny Gargano was a rumored name that is expected to make the jump, and while he's certainly one of my favorite wrestlers, I simply feel it's just a little bit too soon. The Cinderella story is not complete until he wins that NXT championship. Otherwise, I don't see any other wrestlers going anywhere anytime soon. Devon J. Puckilo. Puckilo is your last name via Facebook. Hopefully I didn't butcher it too much. Do you think this is where the New Day makes a rivalry of some kind amongst each other? They have had three and a half uh, year run with this. And it's been great. Basically, that's what Devin was saying. Uh, It certainly feels like the New Day may have run their course as a tag team, but I don't see a rivalry being established within the group uh, at the moment. I just don't. Each member, though, does have a lot to offer as a singles competitor. I doubt anyone would ever question their legitimacy as solo title contenders. Big E, in my opinion, likely has the most upside. When he's fired up, I see nothing but star power in him. That promo that he cut recently against the Usos, I saw a light bulb go off, and I thought, that is a main eventer right there. If we could see him channel that anger, that chip on his shoulder more often, he could go places. Xavier Woods is highly underrated on the microphone and even in the ring as a wrestler, so he could make a legitimate run for the United States Championship. 
And Kofi is the most polished of the three. Uh, the only issue with him is that he has seemingly lacked confidence and some charisma on his own. But perhaps over the three and a half years he's been with the New Day, he's actually gained some of that confidence and charisma back. And I, I feel like he has. You could place him basically anywhere and he will do just fine. Another one via Google+, Plus, uh, Abraham Hashim. Can we expect to see a two-hour Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania? No way. Not going to happen. Uh, be prepared for your typical three-hour edition of Raw. I wouldn't expect to see a two-hour edition of Monday Night Raw unless they switch networks. The USA Network is fully committed to three hours, and really the rationale behind it has to do with the advertising dollars. Make no mistake about it. That's really about it. The three hours is full of sponsors, so cutting an hour would essentially be throwing away money, and you know they're not going to do that. Adam Cousins via Facebook Do you think the WWE are rushing with the first ever women's matches? Seems they have just literally done every single first time ever match instead of doing a few and waiting before the next. Very interesting question. So to summarize, are they cramming too many first ever historic women's matches into a short period of time? Quite frankly, yes, they are. But much of it has to do with the pay-per-view schedule. It's somewhat out of their control. It's mainly because these opportunities never previously existed for the women, and with a much larger roster, it's important to properly feature their performers. So the following matches were just introduced over the past couple of years in the women's division. You have Helena Sal with Charlotte and Sasha. You have Money in the Bank, first ever women's match in Abu Dhabi. You have the Royal Rumble, Elimination Chamber, and WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal. That's just to name a few. So they don't really have much of an opportunity to pace these historic matches more evenly as the pay-per-views they appear on are typically tied to those gimmicks. So if they're going to have a Money in the Bank match and it takes place at a pay-per-view, name that, it's got to happen there. Same with Elimination Chambers, same with Royal Rumble. So to me, I don't know how you can possibly space it out when it's tied to those gimmick pay-per-views. Edward via Facebook, WWE's relationship with indie promotions has slowly gotten better. How can the WWE and indie promotions improve on this? Also, do us fans have a responsibility to help this relationship? Great question. The indies are a great way to scout new talent for the WWE, or in the cases of individuals such as Jinder Mahal and Drew McIntyre, an opportunity to go there, mature, and return with revamped mindsets. It's great that they actually have those systems they can go down to that are outside of the WWE and not just NXT. Specifically, William Regal and Triple H have done an excellent job of attending shows for independent promotions to locate new potential superstars. And with a roster full of aging main eventers, it's really important now more than ever to sign new talent with plenty of upside and allow them with an opportunity to adjust to the WWE style of wrestling and performing. So, The WWE can continue to improve upon this by implementing a similar relationship with these promotions to what Vince and Paul Heyman had in the 90s. So again, what Vince did was, you know, he would trade people down and Paul would move people up and Vince would, you know, lend some money to ECW. And and Paul Heyman goes into this uh, in great detail on his DVD, which is on the WWE Network, one of my all-time favorites. So you can actually watch that on there. But the WWE could provide some incentives for signing new talent or perhaps send some talent to these independent promotions. And again, if they need some revamping under a different banner. 
The responsibility of the fans, that's a good point in the question too, would be to keep those voices loud when it comes to getting new talent recognized by the WWE. And while this took place in the world of MMA, Irish fans were constantly messaging Dana White in an effort to get Conor McGregor noticed. So eventually, Dana White paid attention to Conor McGregor. He loved what he saw, and the rest, they say, is history. Now, Connor is one of the biggest box office draws in all of sports. So it can happen. Keep your voices loud and keep it loud for the right superstars. That's it for your questions. Really appreciate them. There was actually quite a few uh, this week. There was actually a couple on the cutting room floor just because they were somewhat repetitive. But again, I greatly appreciate uh, all of those questions that you sent in this week. The next episode of Ask the Top will be a special WrestleMania edition of the program. The entire episode will be fully committed to WrestleMania weekend. Here's what you can expect. A preview of WWE Hall of Fame ceremony. I will even predict speech and moment of the night. Who could it be? Last year I had Jim Cornette for a couple of those. Um, I set of predictions for NXT TakeOver New Orleans. And of course, I will make my full predictions for WrestleMania 34. It's going to be one of the most jam-packed episodes we've ever had. And, of course, that's as we celebrate the most exciting time of the year. And I just want to go over this really quickly before I wrap it up. In terms of confirmed WrestleMania matches, you have Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura knock on wood for the WWE Championship. Ronda Rousey and Kurt Angle taking on Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. Charlotte Flair versus Asuka for the SmackDown Women's Championship. The Miz, Finn Balor, and Seth Rollins in a triple threat for the Intercontinental Championship. Sheamus and Cesaro taking on Braun Strowman and a partner of his choosing for the Raw Tag Team Championships. Of course, I'll let you know who in a couple of weeks. Randy Orton versus Bobby Roode versus Ginger Mahal in a triple threat for the U.S. Championship. Cedric Alexander versus Mustafa Ali for the Vacant. WWE Cruiserweight Championship, Alexa Bliss versus Nia Jax for the Raw Women's Championship. Uh, you have the WrestleMania Women's Battle Royals, Sasha, Natalia, uh, Sarah Logan, Liv Morgan, Ruby Riot, Becky Lynch, Naomi, just a few of the names entering that. And also the Andre the, the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, trying to cruise through this as quickly as I can. Unconfirmed matches, but will be confirmed. Pretty soon, probably next week. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan. And John Cena versus The Undertaker. That's 13 matches. That is a stacked card. I will say it now before we get to that special edition of the show. This has the potential to be one of the best WrestleManias of all time. You heard it here. But can it deliver? That's another story. So until... That special WrestleMania weekend edition of the program. Happy trails to you. Until we meet again. <laughs>